Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome back to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Mike Randall here with you, and today we have the privilege and honor of talking to Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders head coach Kermit Davis at a Conference USA. Last year, Coach Davis joined the podcast. His Blue Raiders were phenomenal. They were 17-1 last year. They won the Conference USA regular season title. They won the Conference USA tournament title. Then they made the NCAA tournament and after the 2016 first round upset of Michigan State, they followed that up by again pulling a first round upset and defeating Minnesota Golden Gophers, the five seed as Middle Tennessee was a 12. Then they went on to give number four seeded Butler all they can handle. And what have they done as an encore this year? Well, first they scheduled up in the non-conference having the six toughest non-conference strength of schedule in the nation that's ahead of teams like Kansas that's ahead of teams like North Carolina and then inside of Conference USA they have dominated 14 and 1 in the conference 22 and 5 overall holding a one game lead over Old Dominion and Western Kentucky and their three last conference games are all going to be at home they have 12 wins on the road they currently have a nine game win streak and they're led by Paris seniors Giddy Potts, who's been with the program for four years and is looking to set the all-time win record at Middle Tennessee as a player. And this year, the MVP has been the forward, the stretch for senior Nick King, the transfer who's bounced around a bunch of different schools, but has found a home in Middle Tennessee and is dominating right now the college basketball landscape. The 6'7 senior is averaging 21.4 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, while shooting 50% from the field and 39% from three-point range. The Blue Blue Raiders are dangerous. They feel they can beat anyone at any time, and they are led by the confidence and the basketball knowledge of head coach Kermit Davis. The Blue Raiders are for real. They are ranked for the first time in school history, number 24 in the AP poll this week. So a lot of great things going on down there in Middle Tennessee, and we are honored to have head coach Kermit Davis come back on the Screen the Screener podcast to talk about his Blue Raiders. Let's give a listen right now. All right, folks, we are honored to have Middle Tennessee head coach Kermit Davis with us here on the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Coach Davis is in his 16th season guiding the Blue Raiders. They become a dominant mid-major program and maintain that incredible sustained success that every program hopes for. The Blue Raiders are ranked number 24 in the AP poll. That's their first top 25 ranking in school history. You can follow Coach Davis on Twitter at MT underscore Coach Davis. And he joins us for a few minutes here today. Coach Davis, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Congratulations on the ranking. And I know you're, you know, you you have a lot of superstitions and, and you're caught up, you know, one game at a time for sure. But, you know, that's a big accomplishment for your program, right? Getting ranked and, and getting, you know, some national recognition. There's no question about it, Mike. You know, when you're fighting for, you know, your national brand, and we've got, sure, work ahead of us, but it was great to see our city, to see our alums, obviously our players, you know, and, and I, like I said, it, it's not going to affect how we practice. It's not going to affect about our approach, and that's our responsibility every day to be able to a really good practice team. But, you know, to see our name out there, it was, it was great for all of us. That's a, it's a big step in the right direction. 
Hey, Coach, we were here at the beginning. I remember talking to you last year, and I said I was watching that game against Michigan State two years ago, and I said within the first two minutes, I'm texting all my buddies, guys, get to a television because Middle Tennessee State is ready to go. I feel like that was sort of you guys arriving on the landscape, but at this point, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, Coach. I feel like we were there first with you, you know, when, when all this was going on, but now you're, you're so big, everybody wants to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. I do remember that, and uh you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we'd won games and championships, obviously, you know, four or five years before the Michigan State game. But it takes a national game on national uh, stage like that to kind of put you in the forefront. And uh, it really is. It was kind of our arriving point. And like I said, we still got a lot of work ahead. But, but that was a fun day. And it's a, it's a day that all Blue Raiders will look back on with, with, with great memories. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And last season, you, you had tremendous success as well. 17-1 and in conference. You won the Conference USA regular season title. Then you won the to- Conference USA tournament as well. You went back to the NCAA tournament last year. You defeated number 5 Minnesota in the first round. And then you had a tremendous battle against number 4 Butler as well in the second round. So take us back to the preseason. What were your expectations, your team's ex- expectations coming into the year? And did you really expect to have the same success or even better this year as you did last year? You know, when we got together in, in June, we got all of our players together, and, you know, we had lost our two best players. I mean, Reggie Upshaw had an unbelievable career, the yep. winningest program in our school's history, Ja'Cory Williams, MVP of the league. And so, you know, it's probably been the most, one of the most improved teams we've ever had here from June until right now. You know, we, we had really good guards back. You know, Giddy Potts, Antoine Johnson, Tyreek Dixon, uh, Ed Simpson had played a bunch. Uh, Brandon Walters, who was a backup five man, had had done well in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, when we added Nick King, our, our graduate transfer, who now is just, you know, he's put up some unbelievable numbers and has been such a solid, really good teammate. I, you know, I, I thought we had a chance. We went out and scheduled really, really uh, challenging and difficult. Our non-conference strength of schedule now I think is sixth or seventh in the country. Uh I don't, I don't. I can't tell you, Mike, that I thought I'd be right. We thought we'd be right here. You know, I thought we had a chance, but but they really exceeded expectations, especially how good a road team they've been. You know, you talked about that tremendous schedule. It is ranked sixth hardest in the nation. Your non-conference schedule is ranked ahead of teams like North Carolina and Kansas. You mentioned this last year on the podcast. You said you'll play everyone and anyone. Uh, you played a million teams: Belmont, Auburn, Miami, USC, Florida Gulf Coast. Is that your philosophy and you, your coaching staff's philosophy? We're going to go out, we're going to play anyone because we're a team that can not only contend on Conference USA but also nationally. Yep, yeah, it is, Mike. And then the second thing too, if you're in, if you're in Conference USA, and and our, and our league is improving. Twenty one last year, now it's around eleven or twelve, and we still got work to do there as a league. But if you don't go out in the non conference at our level, at this mid major level, and, and show the committee that you are trying like heck. And if you play some schedule that's that's not like that one, they'll give you no consideration for at large. They just won't. And so all we try to do is we try to go out and schedule like we think we're an at large team, and then you just gotta hope that your team will respond. And and that's what we've done, and hope it'll pay off for us uh, here in a couple of weeks. You guys are kind of road warriors. Your, your program currently has twelve true road wins. What do you think the key is to traveling so well? Are there things that you do within the locker room there with the coaching staff to get them ready? And talk about those characteristics that really allows the Blue Raiders to find success on the road. Yeah, you know, I think this is that, you know, it starts with with talented, tough players. You know, everybody talks about it as toughness is is a big talent. Uh, From day one, 
if you're going to succeed at Middle Tennessee, and it's been our battle cry for years now, and we've been a really good road team for probably since for a long time, is, you know, we don't buy games here. I think next year we're going to buy one game. And so we don't get bought. But for us to have success and be national, we're going to have to go win road games. That's just all it is to it. And so from day one, that's all we talk about is, is everybody in this locker room want to be a national team? Do you think you're a national player? Can you play with the elite of college basketball? What does everybody in my locker room do? They nod. Yes, sir, coach. No, no doubt about it. Okay. So you understand that on some of those days that you don't want to practice like a national player and you don't want to play like a national team is I'm going to be right here, right front and center every single day, and I'm never going to change. And as long as we buy in those concepts, I really think we're talented enough to do that. It carries right over to the road. We have shown so much poise this year on the road. We've once you have to win close games on the road. Obviously, if you're going to win uh, 12 games, and uh, you know you look at our our road record, you know we we do a good job defensively. And one thing we have done in the last five minutes, we've been an excellent free throw shooting team. No, that's exactly right. And and your road games, we've been following you game by game and talking about you all year. You go on the road to Western Kentucky, like you said, free throw shooting, close game, you win by four. You go on the road, Old Dominion, close game, you pull it out, win by seven. That That is really key because when you come down to these big games, these conference tournament games, you have to execute at the end of the game. Absolutely. You, you got you, Mike. And, you, and the, the biggest thing is that, you know, in, in conference play right now, you see it all, you see an upsets in conference the people in the league don't really think it's upset, but nationally and people outside of your league, because everybody knows how difficult it is right now in kind of the grinding dog days of uh, all, all the margins of victory, they shrink because everybody knows each other. Everybody is desperate right now. You know, you can be desperate playing for that large bid. You can be desperate play, trying to win a conference regular season championship. You can be desperate in our league. Two teams doesn't make the tournament just trying to get to the 12th spot. You know, trying to go first-round buys in conference tournaments. Everybody's playing for a lot of different things, and everybody's on edge. So these games are close, and you've got to do those tiny uh, things at the end of those games to win. You know, you talked earlier about the transfers. If It seems like Middle Tennessee State always gets the right transfer. Ja'Cory Williams, Jaquan Raymond, and, of course, Nick King. Is that something that you set your mind on a few years ago? Is that just something that you have a great scouting department where you see these kids? And How does that work out? Because it seems you're bringing in the right transfers at the right time. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you know, recruiting is it's, it's a lot of hard work. And, and sometimes, you know what, it's, it, it's luck. And, and maybe not luck on the talent because we can see talent, but luck on the person, luck on the teammate. You try to do enough work. And sometimes you, you, you can understand a kid and, and recruit him for two years, and he gets there and you just can't change him. He's not a great teammate. But we have like Leron Dendy, a year-for-year year MVP, Ja'Cory Williams, Jaquan Raymond, uh, now Nick King, a fifth-year graduate transfer. So I, I do think that we, we recruit talented guys, but we have sure passed on guys that we don't think can handle all the – the different toughness things of your program, and uh, we have we, we've been we've been fortunate. Those guys have been excellent players for us. You know, you talked about Nick King. I, I did an article earlier this year, Coach, where I ranked all the most valuable players to their team in college basketball. And at the time, I had Nick King second, right behind Trey Young. Double digits in all but one game, 11 double-doubles. He's attempted 435 field goal attempts, and he's shooting 50% from the field. He's been around. He went Memphis, Alabama, now at Middle Tennessee State. How did he end up at Middle Tennessee State, and, and what did you expect from him coming into this year? 
Well, you know, Nick was a great talent out of high school, top 40 in, in, uh, in high school or in the country at East High School. We fired a long, long shot at him, but he was getting hit too high, and he, he ended up where he wanted to play for his hometown like a lot of those Memphis kids do and play for the Tigers. Uh, when he left Memphis after two years, uh, I really thought we'd have a great chance to get him. I think his dad wanted him to come, but Nick still had those power five stars in his eyes, and he went to Alabama. Uh, but And then the third time was a charm. When he left, we were the first people to Tuscaloosa. We went down and spent a couple hours with him, and I don't think there's any doubt in his mind that that's where he was going to come to school. He, he knew who he had lost. He was just itching and starving for the role that he always dreamed about at our level. And you know what we've done? We've given it to him. And, uh, and he fits just how we play. I mean, that hybrid four that can just pick and pop. Like you said, he shoots almost, you know, 39 to 40% from three. Yep. He rebounds the ball at a high level. He can just score at all three levels, which is a great trait. So he's a, he's a, he is a terror mismatch nightmare for sure. My personal favorite coach is Giddy Potts. He's been there through all the great wins the last few seasons. Tremendous shooter. You know, last year was hovering, last two years, around 48, 49% from three-point range. He's down a little bit this year, but he's getting very hot lately. He's got 14 three-pointers in his last four games. He's been through the wars with you. He's an explosive scoring player outside for you, right? He is. He's, you know, he's got about three more wins to, to break Reggie Upshaw's record. Wow. Uh, as the win winningest player in our school history. And that, that those are the only goals that we kind of focus on. I, I sat with Giddy last year, and I said, Giddy, there's one record that I want you to chase. It wasn't a scoring record and all that. He goes, I know, Coach, I want to be the winningest player. Yep. I said, we've got to win a bunch of games now. And and so we're, <laughs> we're not there yet, but, but that's what he focuses on. And in 34 years of college basketball, I've never been around a better leader. He has the loudest voice in our gym every single day. It booms all around our arena, and uh, that's what makes him so good. He's a great talent and a great leader. 6'10", senior forward Brandon Walters for you. Uh, just a big guy inside. Like you said, he allows Nick King to play that hybrid position. You need that unique big to win, especially games in March and, and that non-conference schedule for you. How great has Brandon Walters been for you this year? You know, when he plays, when he plays at a high level – and I mean this, Mike, I think we can play with anybody in college basketball because he is as physical and as athletic a five-man anywhere. I mean, I, I'm not saying he may not be as athletic as, as Aiden at Arizona, but I mean, he is he's just 255, 260. He can defend. And sometimes he's not great at playing through adversity. He'll have spells or pockets of adversity in the game, and, and, and it just kind of gets him off track, and he can't recover from it. Uh, lately, he's been a lot better. And when he does, our team is totally different. So we're going to need him and also Carl Gamble, our, our backup center, uh, to play well down the stretch. So you're sitting here at 14-1. and one. You have a game-and-a-half lead on Western Kentucky and Old Dominion in the conference. you got three home games coming up, UAB, Western Kentucky, and Marshall. You go one game at a time. What's your mindset right now knowing that your team is that close to winning that regular number one seed in the Conference USA tournament, and you got it in your own building, your home for those three games. How important is that for you? Got it. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's just some great opportunities. Uh, we're looking forward to the UAB game. I mean, every time we play UAB, no matter, I mean, they've, they've lost seven times in our league. They've won 17 games. They're very talented. All We always just hook up, and it is a two or three possession game every, every time we play. Uh, it's great to see our city. I mean, the, the tickets are going like crazy. Uh, for this last home stand, which is going to be a great feeling. Everybody puts all this work in to, to have fun at the end of the year, playing big games, and we sure got them right in front of us and uh, and looking forward to it. 
The last one, Coach, then I'll get you out of here. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. You've won nine games in a row. Most recent victory was 87-70 at Louisiana Tech. That was, like I said, the 12th win on the road. It was also the 400th of your career, I believe. You've won 329 at Middle Tennessee State. Phenomenal career, doing an outstanding job. Do you even have time to reflect on that? Like you grab a beverage late at night and sit back and go, <laughs> wow. Or, or are you just sitting there saying, listen, you know, we're looking at the next game against UAB and that's something you worry about, you know, years down the line. You know, it was, and I appreciate you saying that. Thanks, Mike. But it was, it was, our, it was personally my 400th division one win. And, uh, and I, I'm telling you, I promise you, I didn't even know it. I walked in our locker room and our guys had put it on our board and, and they were excited. And, uh, the, the greatest thing for me about the 400 is that, like you said, you know, 300 and something of them happened at Middle Tennessee uh, to where, you know, a place that we call home and a lot of great assistant coaches, a lot of really good players. And, uh, you know, I think after the season ends, you'll sure reflect on things like that. I mean, those are those are things that can only happen if you surround yourself with really good people. Yeah, and, and those people have themselves a, a phenomenal coach, let me tell you. Coach Davis, you've been doing a million interviews. We really appreciate you taking a few minutes here to join the Screen the Screener podcast. Up here in New Jersey, we are huge fans of the Blue Raiders. We are rooting for you. We'd love to see you finish off with a regular season and a conference title and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, see you in March. But you're doing a great job with Middle Tennessee. All the best. Thanks for joining us, and, and good luck rest of the way. i got to tell you one thing, Mike. You know, my dad was a, a basketball coach. Uh, my brother was born in Fort Dix, New Jersey. He oh, yeah. In the Army. He, coached, yeah. he coached the Army team in Fort Dix in like 1961. So we lived there for two years, and uh, we were all really, really young. But we, we've got some great family pictures right there of the base. And uh, But I appreciate it, Mike. you got a great show. I look forward to being back with you. Any Anytime. I'm wearing blue today, Coach. I'm promising you. Go Blue Raiders. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. 